Welcome to Let Spirit Speak, and I'm your host, Alan John Holmes, and I'm here to help you discover the power of spirit and healing. Through this podcast, we'll explore different topics related to spirituality and connecting with the world around us. We may also discover and cover topics such as spiritual experiences, premonitions, connections with the spirit world, and other metaphysical and mystical experiences. And you can stay connected and helping by subscribing and leaving a review to help others find us, following us on Facebook at Alan John Holmes Spirit Lights Healing Center. Center is spelled C-E-N-T-R-E, by the way, and visiting our website, alanjohnholmes.com, for more events and information. And thanks for listening. And now let's continue with Let Spirit Speak. Today, I just wanted to talk a little bit from my personal clear audience. And in the world of spiritualism, in the world of mediums, there, there is some discussion about types of clairaudience. And that seems to be a bit strange, as you would think that clairaudience would be a very straightforward and very clear, ironically, experience. Clairaudience, of course, meaning clear hearing. And it is clear hearing. It truly is. The most pure clairaudient experiences a medium will describe as the voice being outside of them speaking to them. It is a very personal experience for the medium, for it's the medium that will hear it. No one else will. Direct voice is different. Direct voice is something where if we were sitting in a room together doing uh, a circle of sorts or in meditation or attunement and suddenly we all heard a voice speak in the room it would be very audible everybody would be able to recognize the voice clearly they would understand every single word it would be the same for every person the experience would be exactly the same now that is similar to clear audience for the medium pure clear audience you will hear in perfect clarity, exact words. And the other part about clairaudience that I know from my own experience is it is never wrong, period. End of discussion, full stop. There's no discussion here, people. I can tell you (laughs) from so many experiences I've had with pure clairaudience, it is absolutely 100% correct every single time. For me, my clear audience is always in my left ear. That is, there, again, there's no discussion for me. This is the way it's been since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. And I have been told many, many things. Often, it's been a lot to do with premonitions with people in my family or premonitions with some world events or happenings just in my own life. I was told once how to get a job, very clearly. I was told who to call. Uh, It was given their name exactly, and it was an interesting experience because I hadn't thought of that person for three or four years, and I didn't even know if I still had their phone number, and I did. And I called, and two weeks later, I had a a new job, and everything was, was fine. The other part of clairaudience is it is never emotional. Pure clairaudience in the initial moment that you receive it is is like listening to a computer voice 
And it's not that it doesn't have inflection, but there is no immediate emotional response within you as the medium. And I will guarantee you that when you receive it this way, you will respond and do exactly what the voice says, or you will completely understand what the voice is saying and know that it will be 100% correct. It is after the fact, after receiving the message or through the act of following what the voice says to do and you follow it and everything happens the way it's supposed to, then the emotional moment happens. Then the emotional response comes up. I've never had a clairaudient experience where the emotional response and the clairaudient experience came together in the same moment, not when it's been pure clairaudience. And there is, there are some differences with, let's shall we say, if you're, if you have this, a vision or so of, of an event, let's say a world event, and you don't just hear it, but you sense it and feel it and, and you're in it. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like you're in a 3D experience and you're hearing, feeling, seeing all of it at once. You may very, very well have an emotional response with that in that moment, but a pure clairaudience, when the voice just speaks to you and says something such as, Ronnie will be dead before Christmas. In that moment, there'll be no emotional response from you. It will be so clear and so very matter of fact. People, I often think sometimes that clear audience is completely, it's almost like you're, you're being treated like a robot, <laughs> but, but you're not, it is, it is such truth. See, and, and this, this is the other thing when, when I said at the beginning of this, this podcast, the experience is, is non-emotional because it, it's, it's the clarity is so intense that it's it's simply oh okay sure that's the way it is that's your initial response and it's pure truth and the other part about clear audiences and i've had this a few times too is i've received messages from the spirit world that i in a normal conversation would absolutely disagree with I'd be completely against what was being said to me and saying, that's BS. No way, man. No way. Yet when it comes to me in, in this way, it is so honest. It's so true and so clear that there's no way I can say anything back to the voice. I, I can't argue with it. I remember this happened to me when I first met my wife. And I was sitting at Douglas College and in New Westminster here in Vancouver. I was, I had just turned 19, 18. I was, uh, it was the second year recital. I was first year student and she was the last singer on stage. And she got up on stage. It was a music program and she was just far too good to be there. I mean, she should have been at the Curtis Institute or, or at the, somewhere else um, in, in the state somewhere. And she sang uh, Piangelo from Handel's Julius Caesar, which anybody who knows that aria is one hell of an aria to sing. 
and she was 19 and she had only been taking lessons for a couple of years and she had won the Vancouver Opera, the Young Singers Opera uh, competition of Vancouver and uh, had beaten out all these people who had been singing for years. And, you know, she, she wasn't well liked because of that. There was a lot of, you know, as what happens. And, you know, when somebody comes along who's just naturally talented and gifted like that, it's, it's a little hard to take. And she sang the first two notes of the aria and I was sitting there. My first thought was, what are you doing here? This is your, oh my God. And then I heard very clearly in my left ear, Alan, this is your wife. And there was really no uh, emotional response from me, except my thoughts were, I said back to the voice, bullshit, BS, she'll never marry me. Because I was very aware as I was watching this person that they were so well put together, well educated, had great musical depth and, and understanding. And who was I? I was just this guy at a high school with a serious problems in life with family and everything else that had just fallen apart and it was all bad and and all the rest. And and yet what I did was I got, right after the recital was over, I got up. I went back to my very crappy apartment. It was so bad. It was just so bad. And I found my last $10 and I went to Woolworths for all of us who remember Woolworths. And I bought a $10 short sleeve pink shirt. I cleaned up all of my clothes. I got myself all together. And the next day I showed up at college and I asked her out to the elephant man the movie with Anthony Hopkins, that very famous black and white film in 1980, I believe. And I, and she said yes, which shocked me to death. Then I was scared. <laughs> and we, we went from there. But my initial response to the voice was, no way. And I'm not, I have no interest in this and anything else. But when I left... The depth and the truth of what that voice was speaking to me touched me so much that I had a completely different response to what my original one was, and I went along and did it. And everything turned out in the long run. Four years later, in 1984, we were married. Um, so very, it, it, it's hard to explain to people. Pure clairaudience is different from clairknowing. It's different from hearing the voices in your head, although that can be very clear as well. It can be pretty much bang on. But the clearest, most powerful, direct, shall I say, instructions that I've received from spirit that are in, in waking state are, have been through clear audience. And it's always, for me, in my left ear, some people, it's always in the right ear. Now, I, I've thought a lot about that because I've wondered why my left ear? Well, I'm left-handed. And when I talk on the phone, it's always on my left ear. It's my dominant side. Although I'm very ambidextrous in many ways with sports. So, you know, I've also heard some things on my right ear, but predominantly my left is the one where I would expect and feel and, and understand um, that that experience to be the most... Uh, natural or reliable for me. And it it's not something that you can make happen. It's like anything with spirit. 
I think one, one of the strangest ones I had, and I don't know if it's really the strangest, but it was the most odd in a way. In 1986, my wife had taken me to England to meet her family, her, her great aunties and, and those that were still um, in England. And we were up at Chatsworth and we're walking around with some of her family members and we were walking out on the grounds because it was a, it was early October. The weather was pretty good and we were just walking through the hills in the area, beautiful green area. And we're not too far from Nottingham at that point. And one, Jenny's aunt who was with us was chatting on about Nottingham and she kept talking about Robin Hood being buried in, in Nottingham. And I had no idea of this. Like I had no idea who was buried there. I had no interest. I had really not ever thought about it. I mean, I knew the story of Robin Hood, obviously, and Little John, of course. Well, and that was the thing. It was all about Little John. And so we're walking along, and I'm listening to her aunt, Barbara, chat away. And I'm looking out at the green, thinking how beautiful it is and just how peaceful this this these big open spaces were and these downs and hills and thinking it's just gorgeous and suddenly i heard very clearly it's not robin hood it's little john and i thought what oh it's little john who's buried there it's not robin hood so i turned to barbara and i said are you sure it's Robin Hood who's buried in Nottingham? Oh, yes, of course. And she's chatting away in her, her Sheffield accent, I guess, which is kind of mid-country, I suppose, or, or up there. So it was, it, was a, it was an interesting accent. And we continue, and we're, I'm walking, and again, I'm looking out, and I'm just enjoying the view, and I hear even stronger this time, no, very clearly, it's Little John. Somebody was very insistent about this. So I turned around to Barbara, and I said, are Barbara, are you sure it's Robin Hood? Is it not little John? And she continued, and then she stopped dead in her tracks and looked at me. She said, oh, my God, Alan, you're right. It's little John. And for the whole afternoon, I was just chuckling away to myself because I thought, wow, if they could give me that and plus other things I've had, could I, you know, could I have the lottery numbers? Could I know what's going to happen every day of my life like this? Because this is great. <laughs> you know, and I've been having those experiences since I was a child off and on. But it's so much, I think Claire audience, in fact, I don't think I know Claire audience is one of the shall we say, more manifestations of physical mediumship or physical phenomena, or it's certainly closer to it. And I think those of us like myself who do have some type of, shall we say, innate physical mediumship ability, we, we tend to have more of those experiences. They, they, they manifest with us a bit more. And that doesn't mean that, that, receiving through the mind isn't as good it 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 is i've had that too but i i find that there it, there is a real difference with pure clear audience i even i was sitting in a course once with a, another medium very very well known one and they said well i'm not really sure if clear audience really exists the way we think it is and i thought oh my god you've never had a true clear audience experience because there's no way that if you ever had one that you would ever say that there's just it's just it's not possible it's not possible. You you would have to not have had a true clear audience experience. And then you know, and then it made me think about a lot of things because you know we 
we we tend to categorize experiences sometimes we in hierarchical ways you know if you have certain types of experiences you're more advanced than others and that's not always true it's more the way we work as the medium the way the spirit world can work with us i'm a very it's i'm a very odd mix i i'm very you know, um, open to experiences, et cetera. But I'm also very, very, uh, uh, um, I need proof. And I mean, I don't just need, you know, whimsical proof. I'm the type that needs 100% clever, sophisticated, show it to me, baby, proof. And I've been like that with spirit all my life. And and because of that, I know I have had, it, it demands a certain level of, ex, of things from the spirit world to work with me. And I can say, yes, I do make it more difficult at times. Okay, I've had that said to me. But I would rather be the mentality I am with this work than be any other way. Because I've watched the people that are, shall we say, a bit more free-flowing with it. And they tend to get caught up in their own narratives and their own emotional feelings about how things should be, which is different from intuitive and certainly different from true clairaudience experiences. They tend to be a bit more, uh, oh, well, everyone's doing this, so this must be right, right? We have to go with that. And it's like, well, no, often that's when clairaudience and true true experiences speak to you and you're not going to go with the crowd at all because you know the crowd isn't right. Which is often the case. I mean, history proves that out over and over and over again. We can look at, you know, political movements around the world, starting with communism and various other things. And, and you know, how did that work out for everybody who went along with it? Because they all thought it was, you know, this is going to be the, the new saving grace and make the world a better place and everyone will be equal and everything will be fine. And of course, you know, then, then, you know, there's a power vacuum and then, you know, other people step in and take over and turn it all around and basically murder 80 to a hundred million of their own people in their own countries over, you know, 50 or 60 years. So yeah, this is, these are the things that we have to hold ourselves to. We have to hold ourselves to a, a, a high standard. So much of our mediumship as the medium is is our need and desire to be a service and, and to have spirit in our lives. If we are in that place, well, I'm just doing another demonstration. I'm just, you know, oh yeah, another message from a grandmother or a son or a daughter and yeah, they committed suicide or something and it becomes blasé to us, I'll guarantee you the work will stop. Or you will discover that your work isn't as good or that you're having more troubles attuning for a person. And the spirit world isn't stepping in the same way. There has to be a need from within the, the medium as well to be a service, to understand its potential and power and its sacred value. Because we are proving life continues. We are proving life after death. Just like all of those wonderful people that you can listen to now on YouTube, etc., have describing their near-death experiences, and I think everybody in the world <laughs> should be listening to those pretty darn fast. Uh, particularly what we're all going through now in this world and and where it's headed, we need to be careful. And 
it, 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 the stories that they tell the you know the the overwhelming love and, and understanding that every thought we think has energy and vibration and affects everybody well okay it does and the spirit world can only do so much because we have our free will and free choice and free decision the gift that's been given to us by the divine and i think you know so often we're a bunch of toddlers still with that and it's it's hard to master oneself and one's emotional states and uh when, when, you know, again, uh, the narrative is to go in one direction and your soul is saying, yeah, but actually this is deeper and more profound over here, you bunch of nihilists. It can be, it can be quite disturbing. So my dear friends, maybe on our next talk can be more to do with some, some of these other experiences that we were just discussing here, getting, you know, as, as we get near the end. And I hope that you will continue to listen and maybe tune in. And if you want to seek me out for a reading, please do so. Or a healing, etc. No, it's very easy to, to get a hold of me usually. And I just want to thank you for for taking the time today to to have a, a boo in with me. And please, again, you know, tune in next time and you can hear more about how we can continue to evolve with spirit and and through many different ways of dis discussing spirit, opening ourselves up uh, to, to that divine mind, because it is the divine mind. It's not just the individual spirit world. It's the divine mind. And don't forget to stay connected by subscribing if you would like to this podcast and please leave a review. I hope a good one so others can more easily find us. And follow me on Spirit Lights Healing Center on Facebook. My website is alanjohnholmes.com. And I hope uh, that we can chat again at some point. And maybe over the next several months or a couple of years, I'll be doing some events, touring, etc. And maybe we'll come across each other there. But at the very least, remember, from a spiritual point of view, we are a family. No matter who or what we are. Every soul is trying to figure it out. And we have to remember that we are all one and part of the divine mind, that which has created all of us from which we will all return. And that the physical reality is a great experience, but it's a bit of an illusion in some ways. We are not as separate as we think. That's only through the physical. So God bless, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Please don't forget to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast and please leave a review if you'd like so others can more easily find us and get in touch with us. And you can also follow me on Alan John Holmes, Spirit Lights Healing Center on Facebook and on my webpage, alanjohnholmes.com for any upcoming events. So thank you for listening. God bless. Until next time, be well.